Hello! Welcome to today's episode. I have no idea what number we're on because that's Erin's job. And um, she's not here today. So it's a solo episode. This is either people's, you know, what the people have been waiting for or this is all of your worst nightmare. But um, it's just me today. It's just Ash today. Erin is putting this family on her back and is at work. So I thought I would just take this opportunity to steal the podcast um, like I said, I think we're on episode 30 something. This is either going to be the best episode we've ever had, or I will never be back and there's no in between. So, um, sound on, sound off in the comments if you liked it or didn't like it. I honestly don't care either way. Um, I will be back next week. So yeah. Um, yeah, Aaron's busy. She's at work doing her thing. I'm sitting on the couch with these things under my eyes because the bags are the bags are double today I have double bags under my eyes so tired just for absolutely no reason I have a standing headache that's just been with me for a week um yeah we're just we're here we're making it no I don't have these bags from Vegas because I'm sure that's what some of you guys are thinking I had that that's not it these bags are just from existing so yeah um let's I, I can't wait for today's episode Aaron Aaron kept telling me to do one by myself. I'm not, I wasn't thrilled about it. I mean, I kind of have mixed feelings about it. I'm not hyped to talk to myself for however long this podcast goes, but I also have a lot to say. Um, this is going to be like a heavy pop culture episode because that's what I live for. And that's where we're at. So heavy pop culture. I have a lot of hot takes. Um, we have some write-ins. I still haven't read them. Aaron sent them to me and I will be reading them for the first time on the show. Um, yeah, I have a lot of hot takes and we're just going to get into it. We're going to dive in. Um, first things first, last week we went back to back in the round ball. Shout out to my team. Still got it. We still got it. Um, shout out to Flavortown. We played them again. Those are my Willamette girlies. Most of them. And, um, shout out to coach grace for full court pressing me all game i'm still tired um yeah but we won again feels good feels great um can't wait to start playing again it's so fun um we have three trophies at the gym now um i need a shelf put in because kevin and willie's team also won the men's league so kind of a big week for the legend staff um, I feel like if Aaron was here, she would tell me I wasn't talking loud enough, but I also know that she's upstairs doing work and I don't want her to hear me. So that's, that's the rock of the hard place I'm stuck between. Um, yeah, so we won, we won last week. That was fun. Um, again, still tired. Maybe that's why I have these double bagged bags under my eyes. Um, these hefty bags, if you will. Um, uh, we went to Vegas this last weekend. That was fun. I do have a lot of thoughts on Vegas, actually. Let's just dive into Vegas really quickly. Um, okay. So we flew to Vegas to watch the first game of the WNBA finals. Um, we are partial to the aces winning. Um, you know, I'm, we're just, we're partial to them winning. Um, we have a couple of thoughts after going to a WNBA game. Aaron actually hadn't been to a WNBA game in probably like eight to 10 years. The last game we went to together was a Seattle storm game when one of my friends, our friends was playing on the, um, on Chicago. So we went up, drove up and watched her play. 
Um, but this was the first game she's been to in a minute. I've been to a couple Aces games um, over the years just since Kelsey's been there. So, um, yeah, we just randomly decided to fly down. Tickets were $24. They did sell out. But I got on when they made the finals that day and I looked, I was looking at tickets and they were $24 per ticket. So it was a no brainer. Um, even if we weren't going to fly down there, I feel like I could have, I could have lived with losing that $24. <clears throat> um, so we went down there. It was fun. We flew in the morning. We flew back at night, single day trips, hot take. Fantastic. Um, highly, highly recommend we, our friend Laura came and walked our dog. Shout out Laura. They love you. Um, and yeah, it was, it was great. I would do it again. I would do it again in a heartbeat. So just a couple, a couple random thoughts from the game that we had. First of all, I don't know why this is like this in Vegas because apparently it's not, well, not Vegas specifically. So they have a couple different arenas in Vegas, basketball arenas. Um, Michelob is where, the aces play t-mobile is where like this past week the lakers played the nets in preseason that's where they played so this isn't true in t-mobile arena but it is true in Michelob arena and maybe it's just the sponsor i don't know but as long so you can bring drinks in as long as the top off the like if you have a bottle the top just has to be popped or if it's a can it has to be opened um i had a couple people like oh well do they smell it and it's like no like people were walking in with tall boys you know um they don't really care what's in there they just they don't want you to have lids on things because people will like throw the lids on the court. But again, this is only in Michelob arena. Um, first, you know what? Let me back up. First of all, if you've never been to an aces game and you would be like, Oh, they play at Mandalay Bay. Great. Good luck finding it. If you've never been to a game because there's absolutely zero signage and zero marketing for it. Um, you just like, you just like follow the pack of lesbians walking to the gym, which, you know, Aaron and I are obviously a part of that pack. So there's just, you don't, you have, it's in the most random place. Like I had no, idea. the first time I went a few years ago, I had no idea that there was a gym in there. Um, yeah, it's so random and literally no signs until you walk in through past the metal detectors to get into the game. And then you finally see like an aces banner. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, you can, we, so we were walking in with waters and Aaron was like, Oh, we're probably gonna throw these out. I was like, no, just take the lid off. Um, I did sneak my lid in this time. Badass. I know that's what you guys are all thinking. I put it in my pocket. Had to. Um, I had a huge water bottle. The water bottle you all saw if you follow me on Instagram. And if you don't, that's fine too. Um, but the water bottle that traveled from Portland back to Portland in one day. Um, never refilled it. Only drank that water all day. Hate water. But yeah. That. I kept my lid on. Erin had to give hers up, which was sad. Um but yeah, I, I saw people walking in with like freshly made cocktails, yardsticks. It literally doesn't matter. You can bring whatever you want in there as long as there's no lid. It, it's, it's the smartest thing WBA has ever done. Not that they have anything to do with it, but I think more, more games and more sporting events should think about that. Um, cause you know, like those little trashy shops in Vegas that are like two tall boys and you get a free shot. You guys know what I'm talking about. That is a better deal than going in there and buying a $16 beer. It's insane. Like paying $16 for a Coors Light, jump off a cliff. Um, okay, so that's my first thought is like popping the top for the for you to be able to walk into sporting events with drinks. Iconic. It's the best thing about their games. Second thing. I want everybody to understand that when the wave starts in 
you know, like in the arena, you start the wave and like, if you don't know what the wave is, I don't know, you're, you've lived under a rock, but when the whole stadium does the wave, um, that's traditional family values. And if you don't know what that means, then there's another podcast that you're listening to that you should be listening to. Um, it, I don't know. People probably know who he is, but his name is Benny drama and, um, I'm mind blanking on the other girl's name and that's going to piss me off. So actually let me look really quick. It's Benny drama and oh my God, his name is, his real name is Benito Skinner and Mary Beth Barone, but they do this podcast and they do these like random topics that they talk about and what they ride for. And one of them was traditional family values, which it's pretty self-explanatory. It's traditional family values. The wave is traditional family values. The way that it doesn't matter how old you are. Like I, I saw 80 year olds doing the wave. I saw eight year olds doing the wave. Um, it's just, it's something that really brings everyone together. Um, it gets everybody riding for their team. It, it brings literally an entire section of people together at one time. Um, it's, it's unity. And, uh, yeah, I just, I love seeing that shit. It's, uh, it's funny. I, uh, it's insane how, like, I don't know, I guess like growing up, we, me and Aaron only went to like storm games when we were little. Um, cause we're both from, we grew up in Seattle when we were younger and, uh, I just like being a kid, I feel like at storm games, the storm games used to be like so family friendly and like, it was all about kids. And like, that was kind of like who the WBA was selling shit to and who their target audience was. Now I feel like it's shifting a little bit more because all the kids that used to go to WB games, we are now all adults. And so it's like, we're here to ride for the girls. And let me tell you what Vegas fans really do ride for their team. When we were in the Uber going to breakfast when we landed, the guy was asking us what we were there for. And we were like, Oh, the aces game. And he was like, what's that? And I was like, of course, typical response from a man. And it is really insane how you, there's no marketing for it. Like they just won last year. So it's like just crazy to me. There's no marketing for it. You don't see any of this shit. And then you walk into the arena and it's just like sold out full of everybody, like every type of person goes to their games it's really cool to see like how many different types of people are there again like families kids adults men women they them whatever everybody's in there rocking for the girlies the people in in vegas really do like if you're an aces fan you really do love the aces like they i don't know it's just it's a good it's a good um fan base so it was a lot of fun um being there and then they ended up winning which was obviously cool uh we're hoping just for people's sake that they sweep period their next game is not me being like not me being like here goes waffles drinking his water i hope everybody can hear that he really um glurps jesus no manners um i think the next game is wednesday what's today tuesday so tomorrow night if you're watching it's probably at noon but um look up that time I feel like it's going to be a good series. Like the aces aren't going to sweep them necessarily. I hope they do, but they're probably not going to. So watch it. Oh, my favorite player um, in the WNBA right now. She's on a fr- quite frankly, a loose cannon. Um, the French girl, I am not going to even try to pronounce her name. I'm not in the mood to get canceled today, um, but she plays for New York. She's French and the audacity that someone has to have to come off an on ball screen and shoot a one leg three pointer like you have some balls and she did it. No hezzy and it swished and she shrugged after. So yeah, swag is on a whole nother level for her. Um, she's our favorite player right now. Um, 
besides Kelsey. So that was, I mean, she's, she was the best part of the New York roster, to be honest with anybody. I don't know why they don't play her more. Um, what else happened in Vegas? Oh, first of all, it took, so it took me three full years of being, well, I guess maybe I've been an Aces fan a little bit longer, but we'll say three full years of being an Aces fan to figure out why their mascot is a bunny rabbit. I never, I never really put it together that the Aces, you know, Vegas, Magic Trips, Rabbit Out of a Hat, it all clicked together for me um, this past weekend. But um, his name is Buckets. And I say his because we came to the conclusion that mascots are never women. Like, they're just never women. It's always a man in there. Um, if you know a mascot that is a female, let me know. Prove me wrong. But they just really give male energy to me. Um they just give, they just give like high male energy. And I just don't know if a woman is doing that shit, you know, like putting on different outfits, dancing, jumping on trampolines, like riding motorcycles into the theater, having dance offs. Like, I don't, I don't know. It just, it really gives like male energy. So we decided that mascots are never women and that's fact. So don't fact check us. Um, one of the best parts about the aces game was the Ashanti concert at halftime. I don't know if you guys realize how many bops she has. Um, and not only her music, but she is still gorgeous, like beautiful. No, not a single wrinkle, not anything like still killing it. Um, still hitting squats, low squats in her heels, ass to the ground. Um, it was just, a, it was a good ass halftime show again for $24. It was a great basketball game and a great halftime show for less than 30 bucks. You guys tell me where you can find that. You guys tell me where you can find that. Not many places. Um, but yeah, the Aces game was fun. Vegas was fun. We got to see some of our friends. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say hi to David. I don't know if he'll listen to this episode, but if he does, Hey, and if you don't fuck you. So moving on, um, go aces for the rest of the series. And, uh, yeah, I hope you guys went back to back. I want to go to the parade and drink four locos with Asia. Anyway, okay, so let's dive into um, The Golden Bachelor. Okay, so this was another big part of my week. The Golden Bachelor is the best show on TV. And I know Erin would agree with me if she was here. It's it's just the best show on TV. There's nothing, there's nothing better. And I'm going to go, I... I'm going to go through my entire checklist of thoughts that I had through the whole show. The way I'd be taking notes on my phone is I write in full sentences. Some people, there's two types of people. There's people who make lists on their phone that are like one word and it'll remind them of everything they were thinking in that moment. That's not me. I have to write everything I'm thinking in that moment or I will forget little details. So I'm going to read you my full thoughts as I was watching the show and um, we're just going to go through it together. So, First and foremost, I'm still crying that we thought his name was Gary. Like, I like so many people corrected us on that and it's Jerry. And honestly, in this moment, I'm not sure if I'm getting that right again. Um prayers up for me. But why they started the show off for, he is so fucking cute the way that this man is obsessed with old cars. Aaron would say that that's an ick of hers. I like it. I like it. But the way that he always matches the cars that he's driving, his car, the first car was blue. He was wearing blue. Next car was yellow. He's wearing yellow. That is unmatchable swag, period. And I would honestly say that he probably has the best style 
out of any bachelor that in history in history the bachelors always wear the sickest shit the most basic outfits this man is showing up in a knitted knitted collar polo and loafers sir sir you did not have to go that hard on national tv but he did and we thank you for it so first and foremost why the fuck did they make him drive on the freeway why would they do that to him like that's crazy it's crazy i knew that they would do some stupid shit like that and they gave him a faulty car his headlights weren't working or maybe he couldn't figure out how to do them i'm not really sure but just a couple thoughts on the freeway thing first and foremost they should have never made him drive on the freeway that's fucking insane especially that was his first time driving in la i what a risk second of all i know that uh that lady and i i don't know who it was i honestly think it was Teresa, but think like i would have been so mad spending all that time getting my hair done to ride in a convertible on the freeway to have it be ruined what a waste of time i don't know how you girlies do that you guys will get all done up and then you'll uh, you'll it'll be windy outside or it'll be raining or something else and it's like what a joke what a joke but of course just you know another thing abc has to add to their list of messing the show up um it was so fucking cute when he was like, you could tell he was nervous. He had hands on 10 and two. He was locked into the freeway. He was trying to get his headlights working and you could tell he was just like really nervous about driving on the freeway when she put her hand on his shoulder and rubbed his back. And he was like, I really appreciated that. He is the most genuine man on the planet. We need to save him at all costs. It was just so cute how he genuinely like was so scared and nervous in that moment. And she just was like it's okay like you're doing great and he really took that to heart i loved it i loved it it was just it was really cute it was uh good to see um i put old cars dot 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 thoughts well i told you my thoughts i like it i like an old car it's actually a dream of mine to own an el camino um so if you have one let me know um i really want one that's like the only i would i would drive that forever um, like I said, Erin thinks that old cars are like an ick. She's not really into like the old car scene, which is fine. Um, I think it kind of like runs in my blood cause I'm Hispanic. So like, I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast. When I was younger, um, we were living in Victorville, California, which if you don't know where that is, if you are driving from LA to Vegas, it's like the, it's like the last stop in California. That's like a real city. Um, shout out Victorville. When we were living in Victorville, when I was younger, um, my mo- we had uh, a Toyota 4Runner, and I was obsessed with it. It was so cute. It was just like it just like was ni- it was the 90s. It was a f- bright blue. It was so cute. Um, one day, my mom just like came home with this green truck. I saw this truck pulling in. We lived in a cul-de-sac. Fun fact: um, I lived in cul-de-sacs like my whole life. Super uh, privileged, but yeah, we lived in cul-de-sacs my whole life. I loved. Li- my mom always tried to live in them because she knew that like other kids would live there, and we would always have friends. So honestly, thank you, Hila, for setting us up to have friends when we were younger. Um, my mom pulled into the cul-de-sac, and I just like I didn't know it was my mom. It was this green truck. I'll have I'll have her send a picture of it so we can post it on uh post it on our Instagram. But it was this green truck pulled up, and like. I was outside playing because that's what I did. I was probably either playing football or basketball or like getting in fights with like the neighbor boys or something stupid. And this green lowrider pulls in and I was like, who's that? They've never been in the neighborhood before. They've never been in the cul-de-sac. And um, it pulls into my driveway. I was like, who is that? Is that my, is that did my uncle get a new car? Like, you know, obviously thinking that it's one of my Hispanic uncles. Hala gets out and I was like, whose car is this? 
And she was like, oh, I traded in the 4Runner. We had, I'm going to get the car name. I think it was a Chevy. But we had like a forest green Chevy something, maybe Silverado. I'm not very good at truck names. But like just a really basic, basic truck. You know, Ford, I think it was probably four doors because I think Heather was probably born at that point in time. We're only four years apart. So like me, my mom, Heather, and my dad, I almost forgot my dad, my mom, my dad, Heather, and me were just cruising the streets of Southern California in this lowrider. And when I say lowrider, I mean like down to the ground. It wasn't just a basic Silverado. It was a forest green Silverado with like painting on paint on the sides, not flames. Like we're not, we didn't take it that far, but like something like that. And it was low to the ground. We had to go one mile per hour over speed bumps. We had to go diagonal over to get up our driveway. Like what a fucking weird thing that we did. My mom just went out, bought a lowrider and brought it home to her family. And that was now our family car. Um, I have to find pictures of that. It was honestly my favorite car. I wish I still had it. It was dope as fuck. Um, and maybe that's why I like old cars. I think they're cool. I'm not like against them. I, we were actually at dinner on Friday night and we saw like this car gang. They had all types of old cars, some with hydraulics. It was dope as fuck. That's honestly a goal of mine. That is on my bucket list. I want to be in a car gang. So tying all that together, if anybody has an El Camino and can turn it into a low rider and then put a dope paint job on it and then invite me into their car club, I'm in. I'm in. I'll pay any amount of money. Just let me know I'm in. Um, what else? What else? Oh, why? Okay. Back to the golden bachelor. Why, 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 why does ABC have to make everything corny? Why do they have to do that? It's unnecessary. The date was so cute. He drove them there in his cute little car. They got out. They're at the diner. They're sharing a milkshake. And it like at the diner, I was like, are these real people or are these paid actors? Because I, I couldn't really tell, but just like something seemed fishy. Then all of a sudden they're in, what are those groups of people called where they like, oh fuck, why do I, why can't I ever think of anything, like the name of anything once I, you know, turn this podcast on to record, uh, flash mob. All of a sudden they're in a flash mob and they're making, like one thing about The Bachelor is they will always make you dance. They'll make you slow dance in front of one person singing fucking Luke Bryan they'll make you do a flash mob now granted again without Gary and Teresa really being the cutest people on the planet in that moment if this was two 20 somethings it would have been the cringiest shit we ever saw on tv it really would have but because they were on there these two 70 year olds just dancing and having the time of their life it was cute but ABC is really fucking trying us. They are doing their best to make this corny. Thank God it's impossible with the cast they have. They're really saving them. Really, really, really saving them. Um, my next thought. He is so understanding and relatable. He really is the most understanding and relatable guy in the world. Like the way he just sits there and he really listens. Like uh, whenever I'm t- talking to like little kids, I'm always like, you listen with your ears, but you also listen with your eyes. Such a corny thing to say. Me making my sessions corny, aka ABC. Ashley's basketball corny lessons. That's what ABC stands for at our gym. Um, 
he just is so understanding. He'll sit there. He'll listen to them with his eyes. He's like always holding their hand. He gives them little smooches. He says he understands. He He's just so sweet. Like the lady who, um, who got emotional wearing a wedding dress. First of all, if Aaron, Aaron like literally started yelling at me, she was like, if you ever took a picture when I was dead in a wedding, in your wedding outfit, I would, I would haunt you forever. It's, she's insane. The way that she got emotional wearing her wedding dress and the way he was like, no, that's understandable. I get it. Like, this is weird. And like, you know, I haven't been in my, in a wedding outfit. I couldn't imagine putting on a wedding gown when I, you know, that was the best. She was just like, it was the best day of my life. And it just made me feel all these things. Like, of course it did. And he was just like understanding. He doesn't make people, he's, he's just like a mature guy. Obviously he's 70. I just like him. I like his vibe. He's, he's just seems like a really good guy and he's what America needed. Um, also, yeah, I love how they're normalizing hearing aids. It's so cute when they're, when, the, when somebody will be talking and they're like, look, look, and they show him that they also have hearing aids. So cute. So cute. Probably like I would be down if they did that once an episode, if they would just like show each other their hearing aids. It's, I don't know. It's just like really cute to me. Um, yeah, I'm obsessed with it. Also, my last thought. <clears throat> are the episodes short because there's no drama? Like, why is nobody talking about how short these episodes are? Aren't the regular episodes like two hours and they're only giving us one hour? So as much as like, I kind of like it because two hours of the show is annoying. Like the regular episodes. I think it's because one, the show is always corny and two, it's just lame. I would take two hours of this show, but are they not doing two hours? I have a couple, a couple, you know, theories, conspiracy theories, if you will. I think the episodes are short one because I just feel like maybe like they can't record that long Two, they're not they can't do that many activities I don't know three there's no drama like I don't think these women are coming back to the house and being like fuck Teresa for doing this or that let's throw her jacket in the pool you know what I mean like they're just really like and maybe they'll prove me wrong and like shit will get crazy in the next couple episodes but I feel like there's not as much content because like they're they're just like you know mature women and he's just a mature guy and they're really looking for love there's no drama um but yeah it is crazy like only one hour it's kind of nice like I feel like they should do that for the rest of time and are they going to keep doing the golden bachelor and golden bachelorette because if not they're really missing out on an opportunity they need to they need to make sure that they're doing this forever it's better than the regular episodes and that's something I really stand by um okay what else do we have to talk about today hi guys ashley's taking off her eye masks what are those called eye sheets yeah she had a lot of carry-on baggage anyway i'm just popping in while before i run into work but um she had to come take over my solo episode because she said she could hear it upstairs and she said it was trash i have a couple a couple notes if you will um story of my life old cars the bachelor's such a freak for doing that all the time i'm sorry i don't like it can't wait to drive you around in my el camino this is the thing though it actually makes sense for the golden bachelor to have old cars but i hate when they do that on with younger people because younger people are cringy they don't want the older cars like give them a tesla tessie my bestie and a tessie beep beep (laughs) (laughs) um also i heard some things about um Vegas on here I love Vegas first of all go aces they're gonna win the series Mm -hmm. 
We're so proud of Kelsey. So proud. Um, and also, you're so right about the mascots. They're all men. And Webby agrees. She agrees. And my other note was, um, there was one other thing. So you were listening to me upstairs. I was listening to you cracking up. I couldn't focus. That's why I'm going to work right now. Oh, best episode we've ever had. It is. <laughs> it didn't take hard to convince. You know, I don't actually know what you said in the beginning. You probably said, Aaron made me do a solo episode. I said, Hello. I don't know what episode we're on. Did you, say, did you say I made you do a solo episode? I didn't say you made me do a solo episode. It was just like, you're at work putting our family on your back and I'm yeah. just here. Okay, well, I didn't make you. I said, look, we can either record at 9 o'clock p.m. tonight or you can do a solo episode. And you said, I'll do a solo episode. I was like, oh, my God, twist my arm. You're like, um, okay, fine. I have so much to say about things. I'm like, okay. And I do. I have a lot to talk about still. No, I'm happy for you. Okay, well, I hope you guys, I'll, I'll see you guys next week. Maybe. Oh, unless I get, we'll see what everybody says. Job. We'll see what everybody says. <laughs> I thought I was going to lose my job when you did your solo episode, but the people wanted me back. Uh, no, I'm just telling you that... I've been trying to get you to a Patreon so you can do one of these solo episodes once in a while. It's too, it's a lot to take in. I think you need it. It's like therapeutic for you. You don't really have another like outlet. You don't really journal. You hold a lot inside. Erin, I'm not journaling. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Ciao. Okay. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Erin, of course, had to chip in on my solo episode because she can never let me do anything on my own. Um, but now that she's gone, I can finally dive into the pop culture topics I want to talk about. She said she wouldn't talk about some of these things because actually just this one thing, um, because of her like love and loyalty to this person. And you know what? You know what? I'm done. I'm done holding back. Okay. We're about to dive into my pop culture, little stories for the week because I have, I don't know how many I have, but I have a few and I always try to get like one thing a week for like my tea, but I just feel like I've been, there's been a lot of shit going on. So like I'm ready to dive in. And you know what? The first thing we're going to talk about is Ariana Grande. That's what we're going to talk about first. Erin, it's a good thing she's not here because we talked about it a little bit this weekend. We both love Ariana Grande's music. Like I get in arguments with teenagers about this shit all the time because they'll be like, her music's mid- her voice is mid and I'm like your life is mid bitch what are you talking about Ariana Grande has the voice of an angel arguably the Mariah Carey of our generation and like Mariah Carey top five top fucking five but Ariana Grande hits some notes that you guys can't even fucking dream about hitting okay but she's going through just okay I'm just going to like say how say how I feel and just hopefully Aaron just doesn't get mad at me for saying these things and like you guys if you're like a ride or die like Aaron is you'll just like forgive me and again like it is what it is I miss the old Ariana I really do Ariana or Ariana don't care I miss it okay one I love her for following her passions and being in wicked this is great because i know it's something she's always wanted to do but bitch get back in the studio i need your music okay need it second thing this she's going through a divorce if you guys don't know ariana is going through a divorce right now she just settled with her ex for 1.2 million she has to pay him um and she's i think we've talked about this before she's dating ethan slater which is the guy who played SpongeBob 
in the SpongeBob musical. And apparently he is in Wicked with her as well. Wicked. She's in Wicked as well with him. Uh, they're in Wicked together. And um, he was married. So let me just like dive into the whole story. He was married, just had a kid with his wife. I want to say they've been like, they were like high school sweethearts, college sweethearts, something like that. He literally broke up with his wife, filed for divorce. Ariana did as well. And now they are living together. Like the way this bitch cannot be single. Like you guys, she was engaged to Pete Davidson once upon a time before he got famous like became a big deal then she got married to the real estate agent I can't even I don't even know his name got married to him now she's in all of these things like she dated Big Sean there was like weird overlap timing then Pete Davidson weird overlap timing like she is the song like break up with your boyfriend no she's serious about that shit she is real about that shit. She is ready to take your motherfucking man. Okay? And Ethan Slater's wife knows this is fact now. Literally just had a kid and he was like, sorry, babe, Ariana's calling. And he took that call. He picked up the phone and he took that fucking call. They're living together now. She just settled her divorce for $1.2 million. She's now living with this man, I don't know, in LA, in New York, not sure. But I just like think it's really crazy how... She's just going about her um, life, you know, just advertising, marketing her makeup, marketing all these things. And it's like, bitch, you're you just broke up a marriage. And I'm not saying it's all her fault. It's not like Ethan ha- is a grown man and he can make his own. Dis- well, he's an older man. He's not grown. He's like three feet tall and he's SpongeBob. And I'll never get that out of my head when I think about him. So, um. And if you don't know, just look up SpongeBob musical and you will see him acting, a, acting a fucking hot mess. Um, she always just like goes for these guys that are, how do I say this? Respectfully. Ethan is not a jaw dropper. Okay. He's not a head turner. Um, he's just not, but she always kind of like, neither is Pete Davidson. Like, I, neither is the real estate agent that she married. Like, she always kind of, like, goes for those guys that are a lot, that maybe a little bit in the looks category are beneath her a little bit. Um, now, Ari is in her wicked phase. It's not my favorite. She's blonde. She looks really, 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 really thin right now, um, which obviously she's, like, going through a I don't know. I can't even say she's like going through a rough time because she just like divorced this man, broke up this marriage and this family and is now like living with this guy. So maybe she's like not going through a rough time, but it's just not my favorite era for Ariana. It's just not my favorite era for her. Um, I miss, I miss her big Sean era. I miss her licking donuts. That was trashy, but I, I miss that Ariana. Like that was the worst thing she was doing was licking donuts at a donut shop, not breaking up families. So I need her to get her head on straight and make, start making good music and stop dating SpongeBob. I swear to God, if she gets engaged to this man, I don't know y'all. I don't know. I don't know if I can stand by her anymore. It's, um, which is, you know, that's heavy on my heart. Cause like I said, I am an Ariana stand. I love her music. Um, I play it often. It she just has bops, but 
it's getting messy. It's getting really fucking messy. And uh, I, I don't support her dating. I don't support it. I just don't fucking support it. And if you're driving in your car, I hope you didn't just swerve off the road. Um, that's my first, that's my first story. My second story. Y'all, the, the McRib is back. Now, I've only had a McRib one time in my life. My mom, Hala, big McRib girly. Um, I can't say that she is anymore. I don't, um, I don't think she eats these. She might, she probably still does once a year. I know some of my friends are like down with the McRib. Now, if you guys don't remember last year, the McRib had a farewell tour. Um, it was like this whole thing. McDonald's did this whole marketing thing about it. It was the last year that the McRib was coming back. They lied. They fucking lied. And honestly, I don't know. I don't know who I'm more mad at because I don't know if I'm mad at McDonald's for doing this like pump fake of a farewell tour or if I'm mad at the people for it's probably our fault, right? Like they were like, you guys, the McRib is our best seller. They were like, this is when our sales spike the most, right? Because I think there are a lot of sickos out there eating this shit. Like, I don't know. I need you guys to sound off in the comments. Is what? Because I was little when I had it. Like, I haven't had it as an adult with an adult palate. But it really fucking freaks me out that this, it doesn't have bones. Like, is that a stupid thing to say? It probably doesn't have bones in it. So it's just rib meat and the picture I'm looking at, it looks like it should have bones. Like it's not like rib ripped off the bone. It's like boneless ribs. Is that a thing? Like boneless wings? Um, it's literally making me nosh. It, just rib with onions and pickles. Um, yeah, I don't know. It really makes me question even more than I do uh, just our society. McDonald's had to bring back this nasty fucking sandwich after doing this big ass farewell tour because the people demanded it. I don't know, y'all. This is what the this is what the caption of what I'm reading says. After the famous sandwich consist oh my god, it literally says it. After after the famous sandwich consisting of boneless pork slathered in barbecue sauce and topped with silvered onions and dill pickles on a hoagie style bun went on a McRib farewell tour last October. The fast food chain has decided to bring the beloved menu item back for a limited time only. They say that every year, limited time only, limited time only. Y'all, we got to stop eating boneless pork slathered in barbecue. We got to stop. We got to stop. It's just, I don't know. I think the McRib going away was for the betterment of this not only this, well, I don't even know if they sell this shit in other countries. Like McDonald's does weird shit in other countries, but I've had it other places and it does taste better. Just America has to stop. Boneless pork on a hoagie. We got to be better than that. The filet fish was enough and now we're just taking it too far. Um, but like if you're a McRib girl, you better get in there. You better act fast and you better get in there. Um, because now I feel like it's like, is it coming back? Is it not coming back? Every year could be the last year. So get it while you can or don't because we got to stop. It's fucking sick. Um, okay, moving on. Guys, it's a big it's a big moment for religion. The Pope said he is open to Catholic priests blessing same-sex unions, same-sex using, seizure, seizure. Let me start again. The Pope said he's open to Catholic priests blessing same-sex unions. Huge day for the gays. 
Congrats, y'all. Um, I grew up, so we've talked about this a little bit. When I was younger living in Victorville, shout out Victorville for the second time this episode, really getting more pub than it deserves. Um, when I was going, when I was living there, my parents both worked at a Christian school, Christian K through 12. And by work there, they coached every fucking sports team. I, they did volleyball in the fall, basketball in the winter and softball in the, in the spring, literally all year round. They were coaching sports. Um, and like, they were good. I'm not going to lie. Like Victor Valley Christian fucking powerhouse go lions. Um, but it was, yeah, it was a Christian school. Now I'm Hispanic. So I feel like, again, don't fact check me on this. Most of my family is probably Catholic. Um, I think that's where religion is confusing to me because I don't, I, I don't care really believe in whatever you want to believe in, but I know that the Pope saying that he's open to this is fucking big time. Um, it's a big win. And I feel like if the Catholics are down with it, everybody should be down with it. I feel like they're pretty picky about who they let in. Um, so if the Pope's old ass is saying it's good, I think it's good. I think it's great. You know, um, I think the gays, we just, we need to take this as, we need to take this as a dub. It's, um, it's a big deal. And that's, that's all the publicity I'm going to give the Catholic church, but I think it's, it's big time. Um, okay. This is one of my favorite things that I've been wanting to talk about. I meant to bring this up. Let me get a drink of coffee. I meant to bring this up, um, last week and I forgot because again, these are all the stories I've been saving up to talk about at the end of the show. And some weeks y'all, the pop culture just be popping pop, 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 pop. And other weeks there's nothing going on. So this is information over the last two weeks. And that's why I'm just banging this out. So as you guys know, um, this is also, also a sports podcast. Um, Damian Lillard is, was the heart and soul of Portland. Uh, he was just recently traded to Milwaukee and I feel like, so Aaron went to Portland state, played basketball there. He went to Weber state. So she would always talk about how she would see him and like, they'd go to his games and just blah, 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 blah. Well, when he got to Portland, like I knew a couple of friends that would, you know, say like, Oh yeah, we saw him out at bar 15 or like blah, blah, blah. But I feel like his perception in this, in social media, like over the past, you know, seven eight ten years whatever was that he was just like a fucking family man you know what I mean a family man him and his wife were college sweethearts and like it was just like a really good story um well just like some weird things started happening like his wife was kind of like doing like she was she was doing tiktok she was giving more inside looks at to like the things they did as a family to how you know he was a good dad and like doing all these things that she would do travel vlogs like it was cute she was doing she was doing god's work if you will and all of a sudden the tiktok stopped it was just like i i, I would have to look back at my research because this is also a research podcast research based you guys know that um don't fact check me but it was sometime either early this year or late last year she just stopped posting about t- on her TikTok. Um, and he's not like in the media and like the news that much. Portland's not like a hot spot like that. So I feel like if LeBron stopped posting about Savannah, we would all know that these things were happening. But he, it, he just like all of a sudden stopped posting. They got married a couple years ago. He kind of just like stopped posting about his wife and he was only posting about his kids. And then, of course, because I'm also part time in the CIA, I went back and I 
started looking at his his social media posts. All of a sudden, he's not wearing his wedding ring anymore, even in like marketing advertisements. Like kind of normal for people to not have their wedding ring on all the time, but like off the court, uh, I don't know. So he just like stops posting about her. He's only posting about his kids. He isn't wearing his wedding ring as much. Like her TikTok isn't gone. It's just like something's up. You know, something is up. Well, it came out last week that he filed for divorce. And the reasoning, it says they were college sweethearts and they share three young children together. The divorce filing states that in reconcilable, irreconcilable, somebody's going to roast me for that. Don't care. And irreconcilable. Why is that so fucking hard for me to say right now? Whatever. They had irreconcilable differences. Yikes. Um... I don't know. I don't know. I wish I had more information on it. My um, theory on everything, two theories. One, either he's not the family man we all think. And I mean, I know NBA players are sleazy. Like I have heard rumors that there are certain NBA players that we all love and know to be these great men that are swingers, which again, like, yo, whatever such like whatever, like, agreement you have with your partner is between you and your partner like if you and your partner want to be swingers fucking get it if you want to if you and your partner have a deal where like you can do whatever you want but don't fucking embarrass me if that's your agreement cool like I've heard of very famous NBA players who when they go out and they're hanging out with people, you have to put your phone in a box, a lockbox. You can't have it. You have to sign an NDA at the door. Like, it's insane the measures people will go to to make sure shit doesn't get out about them to embarrass their families. So one of my theories is he just was not, he's not the family man we all think he is. He is still sleeping around. He is still doing all this shit. That's one thing. Now, I've never heard anything about that. So again, don't fact check me. Um, I would like to believe that he isn't doing shit like that because... I'm a hopeless romantic who would love to believe that there are still good people in this world who do only sleep with one person when they're married. Um, My other theory is that maybe like she wasn't down to leave Portland like that. I don't, but see, like that doesn't line, the timeline doesn't add up for me. I don't know. If you have more information on this, please write in. Let us know. I really liked them as a couple. I'm like kind of sad that they didn't end up together. I liked that they were normal like he really does just like go kick it with his kids he really does all these things I would love more information so the people of Portland let me know what you think but I was going to talk about this last week before it became public information because being my my hours in the CIA when I put in my research things seemed fishy things seemed fish fillet and they were filed for divorce they're no longer together now he's in Milwaukee haven't heard from his wife what's going on. So if you have more info, let me know. I'd love to hear it, but rip to another marriage. Marriage is not working out for people post COVID. And, uh, that's a sad truth. That's a sad truth. Um, yeah. So rip to Portland's basketball team and rip to Portland's, you know, Portland's couple on a lighter note, um, which I think honestly is probably most, the most important thing I've talked about today. Um, by far, Prada will design the spacesuits for NASA's upcoming moon mission. That's fucking fire. I need a moon suit more than ever. 
more than ever. This is the most American fucking thing I've ever heard. Prada designing the spacesuits is so fucking chic and so fucking American. Like, I can't wait. Are they going to use classic white? Are they going to maybe be put some, you know, like, I don't know. I just, the options are endless. Is it going to sparkle? Is it going to shimmer? Are they just going to like do a classic retro vibe? Like from the first time we went to the moon, I'm doing air quotes because like, did we? Nobody knows. I just want to know what is the look? What is the style we're going for? Are we going to do black outfits this time? Are we going to do glow in the dark outfits? Like there's a lot of options we can go with, but it being in the hands of Prada, thank God. You know what I mean? Better to be better that these people that are going to the moon are in Prada than in, I don't know. I don't even have another brand that's relatable because Prada's up there. I just, I thought that that was just something that as an American, we could be proud of. Um, just, there's not a lot sometimes that we can be proud of, but the fact that our astronauts will be moonwalking in high fashion, there's nothing I could be prouder of. So that was a big one for me. I don't really have much more to say. I think it speaks for itself, but that's something that I truly am proud of and will belt the national anthem for is just us being the flyest astronauts. If that, if there's one thing, if there's one thing we're going to beat other countries to, it's to being high fashion on the moon. And that's something that is of importance to me. And it should be important to you too. Um, next up, this is, this is tough. This is tough for my guy. Not my guy. I'm joking. He's not like my guy. I don't even, this is, you know what? I'm gonna have Erin cut that out. She won't. I'm not, she's not gonna edit this episode at all. The second Biden dog commander, he's banished from the White House, y'all. This, this dog has a fucking biting problem. And, uh, it's sad. I don't know who he bit, but God, you know, who posted about this, you know, whose Instagram I saw this on animal, Brandon, Brandon McMillan, AKA the AKA that's my real guy. Brandon's our guy. You guys know that seven commandments, seven commands. One was don't fucking bite. That should be the eighth commandment. Um, yeah. Commanders just out here biting people. What wasn't this like the second, third, fourth, maybe fifth time he's bit someone. I don't know. I'm not keeping track. I don't know if anybody is anymore, but our guy commander got banished and, uh, that's tough. Um, I don't know. So this says a second Biden dog. Didn't his first dog get banished for biting someone? Now, again, don't fact check us because this isn't a factual based podcast. But if this is the second dog that's gotten banished from the White House for biting under Jill and Joe's watch. I don't know. I think that maybe it's time they got a different kind of dog. I love a germ Shep. Um, Webby is part germ Shep. I think they're so cute. But you know who doesn't like germ Sheps? Waffles. And he doesn't like germ Sheps at all. Like he will puff his chest and bark at a germ Shep the moment he sees it. So I don't know. Something's off. I just, one, I'm sad that like dogs are just out here fucking biting people. But two, that he got banished from the White House. It's honestly embarrassing. Um, and maybe they should hire animal Brandon, AKA Brandon McMillan, AKA lucky dog to train their pups. I think that that would be a good call. Um, 
because yeah like as he says there's I don't know what the exact word is but it's basically like there's no bad dogs there's just bad trainers or bad owners um and that's a hill I'll die on our dogs aren't perfect and it ain't their fault it's ours so I don't know y'all need to get your shit together because it's not right it's not it's not fucking right it's not commander's fault that he bit someone it's it's Joe and Jill like they have to fix that you know what I mean they have to fix it so I guess banishing him is how they fixed it which is sad as fuck but rip next story up um I don't know if you guys saw in the news this from this past weekend but uh Will Ferrell was DJing at a USC frat party and the way the way it pains me that I wasn't at that party he won he fucking crushed it it was parents weekend at SC this past weekend how many times am I going to say weekend in this segment um it was parents weekend so he showed up to his son's frat and he was DJing it was fucking awesome that's really all I have to say about it when I was at SC he uh I don't know if it was for Halloween or something, but he like the film towers that are they film practice from um, that are like hundreds of feet up in the air. He like jumped out of one of those onto like this padding and then he ran into practice. Uh, We were all it was like an open practice. We were watching it one day and he like ran into practice. He like does shit like that. I love how involved he is at SC and now his son goes there. It's just God damn. Just he makes me really proud to be a Trojan and that's it if you know, you know, if you get it, you get it. And yeah, that's all I have to say. I'm pissed. I wasn't at the frat party and he might be my favorite new DJ. The last thing I want to talk about before I get into our write-ins. Oh my God. I've been talking for 53 and a half minutes. Fuck. Um, my last little story. This is, and again, this is like my tea for the whole week. So last story. California becomes the first U.S. state to ban Skittles. I'm fucking crying. Erin would love to talk about this because she hates Skittles. Hates Skittles. She does not. I I don't honestly. I don't know if I've ever seen Erin eat a Skittle. I don't mind Skittles. I think the basic pack is basic. The tropical pack is fire. The blue bag heaters heaters. And maybe that is the tropical bag. The blue and the purple bag. Those are the, the best ones, obviously. Um, so this is what it said. Um, California signed a law, wait, into law, a bill where California becomes the first state in the nation to ban the use of four food additives. So not just Skittles, it's like what's in them, obviously. Um, additives commonly found in thousands of products across the United States, including cereal, sodas, and candies. So on Saturday, they signed a law misleadingly known as the Skittles ban. That's what we're all calling it. But it'll prohibit the manufacture, sale, or distrib- distribution. Well, my stomach is growling. I'm starving. Talking about Skittles. Sick. Um, okay. Somebody's going to kill me for how I pronounce these words. And you know what? Eat my ass. I don't care. So they're banning the distribution or sale of... It's either brominated or brominated i'm gonna say brominated bro out they're banning the sale or distribution of brominated vegetable oil oil not oil oil potassium bromate pro honestly i can start a podcast on me pronouncing scientific words pro 
propifilibarin, God, Aaron would be dying right now, and red dye number three. The four chemicals are used in as many as 12,000 food products across the country despite never having been approved for consumption by the FDA. Isn't that fucking insane that we're just eating shit that was never approved because it's just a chemical put in a food and it's not actually the food? It's fucking nuts. Um, it's a pot. So he said, what did the governor say? Californians trust that the food products they consume are safe. Newsom said in his statement, I appreciate the author and stakeholders for working on a- amendments, which advance our shared public health objectives while maintaining consumer choice. Like it's not even about the fucking Skittles. It's because he's been, they, California's low key been going in on like banning certain substances lately and like different chemicals and foods and like whatever, whatever. But it's insane to me that like in this country, we can eat foods where there are just pieces of that food that have not been like administered by the FDA. Like that's fucking crazy to me. And again, Aaron and I will die on this hill. This is something that we will preach about forever. It is crazy how when you go to other countries and you eat the food there, it's all regionally based. It's, we caught this fish this morning. That's normal. Or like there is nothing just like, it's like we're making like chemical chicken now or something like science lab grown chicken. What are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? So I'm, I mean, I don't love Skittles. If they ban cheesecake, I'm going to be fucking upset. But like, take the Skittles. I'm good without it. You know what I mean? I know Beast Mode's going to be pissed. I know Beast Mode is going to be pissed. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Like, I think it's about time we stop eating sick shit. But it's about fucking time we stop eating sick shit. Like Skittles and whatever else. This brominated... Anything with the word bro in front of it, I'm done with it. And this other word I can't pronounce. Pro- I'm going to try again. Propylaparaben? That's not it. Propylaparaben? I cannot wait for Aaron to tell me what that's actually called. Um, so yeah, I'm with it. Bye-bye Skittles. They're not that great anyway. There's I could think of five other candies off the top of my head that are better than Skittles. Um of course, I can't think of them right now because my mind goes blank when I say I can do things like that. But yeah, fuck Skittles. We're done with them. We're done with them. It's crazy that California is out here banning Skittles and Oregon's out here like you can do fentanyl. It's fucking insane. Okay. The moment we've all been waiting for. I'm finally to our write-ins. Okay. Let's see what we have. Oh, we'd ask people on social media um, about toxic traits about toxic traits skittles is that they use brominated vegetable oils other people's toxic traits so this is what we wrote this is what people wrote in about um having an unnecessary stack of 10 books by my bed reading just a little of each and moving on okay first of all you need a kindle this is a you know not a sponsored ad but that would take away the stack of books um i want everybody to know that i don't know if i talked about this last week but I did finish my book for this year, um, the second Harry Potter, uh, hot take, great fucking book, great fucking book, the way he fools Tom Riddle, the way he stabs the diary with the fucking snake fang, woof, can't wait to watch the movie, um, I'm not gonna start book three until next year, I'm just gonna try to read a Harry Potter every year, like, they're so long, and like, ugh, but, the hype is real. They are great novels. Um, if I have a hard week, I don't cook the food I bought and end up throwing away hella food. Oof. 
that's so that's so tough but also relatable Aaron and I were talking about that because it's shitty weather season now here up in the northwest we like okay Aaron one thing about Aaron is she is a bag salad girly I go through big phases like I hate big pieces of lettuce and the people who make the bag salads in this country they don't chop their salad very finely and that's honestly a fuck that's a fucking crime that should be banned is big fat pieces of lettuce. Like I don't want that. I also don't like the stems on spinach or arugula. Cut that shit off. Have some pride. Have some goddamn pride in your bag salad making. Anyway, that's that's for another day. Um, we will go grocery shopping or we love doing Instacart. Like that's that honestly saves years on our life, not going to grocery stores. But there is nothing, <clears throat> excuse me, whoa, there is nothing worse than ordering $100 worth of food and then fucking ordering Chipotle three hours later. And we all do it. It's uh, so fucking relatable, but it is toxic. Um, yeah, that's tough. Next one. I love chips and I, and I can't stop. Don't stop then. I love a chip. I love a chip. And the great thing about chips is there's so many different types of chips, one for every mood. You know what I mean? If I'm, if it's hot out, I will be eating a tortilla chip with lime, hopefully. Um, if I'm feeling trashy, I'm fucking eating Doritos or salt and vinegar chips. Now I have, as of lately, I can't eat a ton of salt and vinegar chips because they fucking destroy my stomach as like, it's the worst stomach pain. Like, and I don't know when that started happening because I could eat an entire bag of salt and vinegar chips. And honestly I am trashy so I do fuck with Lay's but there is nothing better than kettle one salt and vinegar chips like if you don't feel the same way jump off a bridge they're so fucking good Erin doesn't feel that way and I still love her but it's hard to take in um but I love Cool Ranch Doritos yes Nacho Doritos yes Kevin eats the sweet chili lime wait sweet chili the purple bag loves those I I love chips you need you need chips to dip. I'm getting the the scoops. You need um what other kind of chips are there? What other kind of chips are there? Of course, here we are, mind blanking. Fritos, Fritos. I fucking love the chili Fritos. Classic choice. Classic choice. Now I will say, if you are out here eating just like basic potato lays, you're sick. That that's gross. There are too many good chips for you to just be eating basic yellow bag lays. So like if that's your chip of choice, stop. Um apparently we have the same TV. Oh, apparently we have the same TV as you. Haha, ha. it's definitely toxic. Yeah, no. This TV is This TV is on a limited lifeline. I cannot wait for Black Friday because this TV is going somewhere besides here. Then the toxic thing about me I'll probably take this TV to work and hang it up and still try to use once, you know, once we're done building because we're still in building phase at Legends, but I will probably hang this TV up and move my frustrations from home to work. Um, yeah, fuck this TV. Fuck Samsung. I'm never buying this TV again. Um, somebody said, I don't eat the last bit of food. I think that, you know, some people would call that annoying. Some people would call it self-control. I'm licking the plate clean. Okay. I, it's really hard for me to save food to eat it later. Like, fuck that. I want to eat it right here, right now. Um, but to each their own. 
Um, I'll be tracking to be on time to a place and then I fuck around until I end up late for no reason. That is relatable. Um, I don't, I can't remember if Aaron and I have talked about this before. Aaron really likes being early places, which is I think a great habit. I like being right on time. If, um, if I have something that is going to start at two, I'm showing up at one fifty nine. And honestly, more than not, I'm showing up at two. Um, I love being right on time. If my women's league teammates, you guys will know I, our game, if it starts at nine, I'm walking in at nine Oh one. And our game usually it's like about to tip off. I walk in on time. I'm not late. I'm on time. Um, I don't know when that started happening for me because nobody in my life is like that. Uh, my mom always early. I played sports my whole life. So like if you were on time, you were late. That's kind of like the thing they always taught us. Now as an adult who runs her own business, I'm on time. Um, I just like I will fill all of the minutes in the day. That's a toxic trait about me. I will fill every minute of the day with something. It might not be important, but I'm not going to get somewhere early. Fuck that. That to me is a waste of time. So relatable. Um, somebody wrote in people who are always late and that is also relatable. I don't like it when people are late. Um, I hate it. I hate when people are late. It's fucking trash, but also I'm always right on time. So I do walk that fine line. Um, and that's just life. That is what it is. Um, I'm not going to show up 10 or 15 minutes early unless it's obviously like something super important, but like, yeah, I'm showing up on time on the dot. I'm not going to be late though. I'm not going to disrespect you and be late, but bitch, I'm going to be on time. Going to be on time. Um, okay. Ooh, we have a write in. Let's see what it says. Okay. So this is, I think Aaron told me this is a toxic trait. So this is what it says. I don't know if you asked for other people to share their toxic trait, but I'll share mine anyway. My toxic trait. My partner, all caps, hates this, but I 100% need food after a night out and drinking and 99.69, you put 69 on purpose, you fucking sicko, of the time I'm uber eating. You know what? Eating is a word. Let me spell that for you. E-A-T-S dash I-N-G. Eating is is a word that should be added to the dictionary next year. I know that's one story I decided not to talk about today because it is a little too old, but like Riz and these bussin be put in the dictionary. Eating, I like that. I'm uber eating. And then she put in the, they put in parentheses. I don't know how to make that a verb. Well, leave that to Webster because they will. I'm going to, I'm going to write into Webster and tell them that eating needs to be a word. Um, she said 99.69% of the time I'm uber eating Taco Bell. But to be fair, her toxic trait is making us go out in the first place. I'm perfectly fine at home on the couch watching Love is Blind. So a couple toxic traits in that. One, y'all, I, I, okay, this is, this is a tough cross to bear. I used to love Taco Bell. Um, I still do. It has such a soft spot in my heart. It just is fuck it's a fucking gut bomb like let's just talk about it it is good um the last time Aaron and I had Taco Bell actually was after we had drank a little bit and after a wedding we went to Taco Bell um I think now I'm on pace for eating it like maybe once or twice a year it's not great um it's not great but like it serves a purpose you know what I mean? Like what you're talking about, Uber Eatsing after a night out of drinking. Yeah, it serves that purpose. Now, 
eating just like just eating Taco Bell, just eating Taco Bell just because I don't know. I think again, that's like just like eating the McRib all year round. I think we have to make better choices, but I will say eating after you drink is a necessity. I'm the same way. Erin is very good at like self-control. Like she'll be like, oh, I drank tonight, so I don't need to eat because I drank, you know what I mean? Like calorically, I'm good. And she doesn't do it for those reasons. Like she's not, she doesn't calorie count. She's not a fucking psycho. But like she'll, she's just like good at self-control where I'm like, I had two beers, so I'm going to eat. Now, when I was younger, those of you who used to go out in Portland, dirty pizza, I'll take three slices with ranch. You feel me? In my, now, now moving into my mid thirties, I'm honestly picking McDonald's over Taco Bell now. I can't eat Taco Bell like that. It's literally making my stomach hurt. Fucking talking about it. Um, it's it, yeah, fuck that. And I'm with you. Like I'm down to be on the couch. Aaron and I's favorite thing to do is to like go to an early. The worst. Okay. I'm just, I'm all over the place with this last write in. The worst is going out and being out late, then eating late because you know what? Guess what that leads to? I'm going to have acid reflux all fucking night. I'm not going to sleep well. I'm going to be awake because my stomach is digesting all night, but I'm also not going to, my heart is racing from drinking alcohol. My stomach is moving because I just ate a fucking bag of gut bomb. And then I'm going to be tired the next day because of all of those things. It is such a vicious cycle. Aaron and I like going out to dinner a little bit earlier, being able to walk after dinner to be able to digest your food because like I fucking hate laying in bed at three in the morning and something wakes you up and you're like, oh my God, I'm wide awake because I'm like di- I'll wake up five or six times if I- we eat dinner later or like we don't have time to go on a walk after dinner. I'll wake up five or six times that night just because my stomach is working so hard to digest the food I just ate. It sucks. Um, it sucks. So I, I like I am always down to stay home and like eat earlier, stay home watch tv it's hard to go out and drink a lot and then of course that leads to eating food which then of course leads to acid reflux which then of course leads to a stomach ache which then of course leads to a bad night of sleep which then leads to fucking bags under your eyes and being exhausted the next day it fucking sucks so your toxic trait is everyone's toxic trait everybody has done that everybody has uber eatsy taco bell i just made up another one everybody's done that um yeah, so fucking relatable. Um, so the last thing I wanted to talk about this week, and this is probably the hottest take of this whole episode, which whatever. Drake's son had the best verse on his entire album. Okay, I like it if you like it. Yeah, yeah. He had the best verse on the whole album. The album was mid. His son saved it. Um. And that's where I'm going to leave the podcast. I can't believe I just talked to myself for over an hour. Uh, I'm really talking to you guys, but it's fucking weird. Like just sitting in this condo talking to myself. But I had to let you guys know how I felt about his album because I've been walking around the house. Like, I like it because you like it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I thought it was that that was everything. Um, that's all I have for you guys. I know it's a lot to take in. I know some of you guys are probably disappointed Aaron wasn't here. Eh, we might never do this again. So as I've said, this is either going to be the best episode we've ever done 
or you'll never have me solo again. And there is no between. Um, thank you for, uh, joining us. If you made it all the way to the end of this episode, thank you. I appreciate it. If you didn't, I'm not even going to say goodbye because you were gone. You were gone a long time ago. Um, yeah, I'm signing out. I hope you guys have a great week. Um, I'm going to go try to fix these, uh, these hefty bags under my eyes and see what we can do for today. But, uh, I like it if you like it. Yeah, yeah. Have a good week, y'all. Talk to you later. Ciao, 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 ciao.